What is going on, meteorologists? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians to find a better way. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. And are we talking about a um, an overweight uh, practitioner of the medical arts regarding m- men's uh, health? No. We're not talking about a meaty... Urologist, no, not, not a meteorologist, Me- like a, medi- uh, no, which a, is a meteorologist. Oh, a meteorologist. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I thought I thought this was like you know pit barbecue master who had like gotten a you know a, a lab coat that said meat urologist mm, uh, HD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there you go. We're we're off to a come, great start, come you guys. Strong on this one, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. So yes. Um, Summer, spring concert season is upon us, it is. which is uh, which is good. But um, some of us live in the South. Actually, in in this show's case, both of us live in the South. All of us, um, and that typically means that uh, you're going to be, you know, an amateur weatherman all summer long. Oh, it really, it, it yeah. And if it's even if it's an inside show, you're like still watching about the load in and load out. Yep. Because so if it's we've not got- 110 degrees and 90% humidity, it's raining cats. And yeah. that's south. Yeah. My microphone just fell on me, but it's all better. That's now. okay. We are very professional. All of this is <laughs> being done in a studio with engineers and professionals. So. <laughs> is it? Maybe on your end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. So anywho, we uh we actually the reason why I brought the weather up primarily is that we had a show that up until literally this morning, I wasn't sure we were doing tomorrow. Um, because it is an outdoor event and it's a it's a uh, municipal deal and that typically means that uh weather's playing a factor and they were trying to get rain dates sorted out. But they have decided to move forward, which means that we get paid whether it rains or not. Very nice. Um, but yeah, this was kind of this is the, I guess the pinnacle of my very strange uh, gig week, which uh, we can revisit at a uh, later point in the podcast. So, right. uh, how has your week gone so far? You know, uh, it's been good. It's been good. Um, um, Lots of things kind of came together to be good this week, including some stuff that had nothing to do with music. Big milestone at work happened, and I'm very thrilled about it. Good. Um, and then I played the first of the um, now monthly musical trivia things. Yeah. Last night it was one hit wonders, and it went great. Um, and we did pack the place. We hit our hit our number, and uh, it was all good. So uh, we'll do that again in a month and see if that can keep up. Now, what's a little funny is I have a solo acoustic gig there tomorrow night, so I'm there twice in three nights. Um, and I advertised it, you know, more than I normally would. And I made it a theme night, the solo acoustic thing. Normally it'd just be Dan playing music, but I turned it into a whole sort of story about the songs I'm going to be doing obsessions. I mentioned that last, last episode. Yep. And, um, so I think the turnout for both of those is gonna be pretty solid. And, um, so that'll be fun. I'm practicing up some stuff. I haven't played in a while at the, uh, obsessions show some, some, um, Stuff that you know, like I put it, I put it deep in the back of my brain and sort of burned a bunch of synapses on it, and they're still burned. Yeah. Um, um, uh, hey Joe, and uh, um, some um, Radiohead stuff. Uh, 
cheap plastic uh, uh, trees uh, and um, camera, a couple of uh, Wilco tunes, uh, stuff like that. Stuff that like I love. People coming because I love it because I advertise it like that, and um, we'll see how that goes. Cool. Yeah. So um, we were supposed to have two shows this weekend, and then uh, potentially a show on Wednesday, and then Friday and Saturday the following week. So five shows in seven days. Um, But some weird stuff has happened. And I think that really kind of dovetails into what I I wanted to to bring up. All right. And uh, what we could discuss so we can just, you know, cut the pleasantries and just jump right in. I'll just note that our intro to the main topic is less than five minutes long. Man. It's a new record. It it is. Enough of the pleasantries. Let us begin. Here we go. Um, So we got... Um, we got an inquiry. I don't know. It's been months at this point. This, this was a, um, a private event for what they call the young professionals organization. Um, and they went back and forth. I feel like our admin was just running, running this, this particular event forever. It kept going back and forth and back and forth. And there'd be you know, a week, two weeks would go by between communications, and then they finally locked it down again, like two months ago. It's supposed to happen on Saturday, so we got the deposit and everything. Like they were paying, like they had preemptively paid us overtime because they wanted us to do two sets of 80s tunes and then a set of 90s tunes. So we were prepared to do like three and a half, four hours of music. Mm. Um, and so we were full steam ahead. I had already sent out the, uh, you know, the set list for everything and we were ready to go. And, um, I got a, an email Monday morning that the whole thing got canceled. Oh, so with all that back and forth, what, what was happening was that there were, you know, there were too many cooks in the kitchen. There were a lot of people making decisions and the person that was running, you know, interference with us was not necessarily all the way up the food chain. Yeah. So they had, Confirmed the deal. I'd gotten a deposit check, and they called us on Monday, uh, said that the event was canceled, and we're getting paid for doing that event because in our contract, we have a clause that says if the event is canceled by the client within, I think it's either seven or ten days, you know, they are, we are due our full fee. So that check's going to get cut tomorrow, and we are going to get paid our full amount to sit on our butts. Love it. So the main point that I wanted to make this episode is get it in writing. So one of the things that we, you know, contracts are are kind of like songs in a a particular deal. Um, You know, you you have a first revision, and then you, over time, you kind of, shave off a corner here and you refine it and you kind of tweak it until it's, you know, what it is that you're looking for. And um, I would say that we have definitely done that uh, with our contract. Um, it has b- kind of evolved over the past few years. And as we've gone along, we have added clauses and taken stuff out that isn't relevant. But this was one of them that, you know, probably was a part of the original, you know, agreement when we drafted it the first time. And, um, one of the things that our admin was talking about uh, was, you know, they were going back and forth and asking us to take things off the contract and kind of like tweak, 
the language and all of that, um, which can be, you know, when you're dealing with higher end clients can be the case. Um, oddly enough, the, the, the party we did with the, like the lawyers, they were actually really low maintenance. They didn't really bug us about it too much, which I thought was funny. Uh, but yeah, so once they, (laughs) I think what happened was they, uh, they had canceled the event and the person who was our contact actually brought it up. So she went back and she read that contract. They were like, we don't have to pay them, do we? And then they saw the thing like, yeah, no, there's nothing we can do about it. So, I mean, contracts are one of those things. It's, it's people don't necessarily like to talk about them or, you know, get too in the weeds with them. But the, the whole point is that, you know, you as the vendor and the customer as the client are, entering into an agreement um, with good intent in mind. So um, they're, they're things you hope you never have to use, but when they when you do have to use them, you are glad they are there. For sure. And, you know, I'm willing to bet you were not the only vendor that they had to pay. No, no. Uh, food trucks and sure. um, rentals. And, yeah. yeah, catering staff maybe. Who knows? Yeah, so – you know, I, I don't, I don't even want to know what had to happen in order for that to have gotten canceled. Because yeah, they were throwing. I mean, they threw us a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, and they're just taking that and they're eating it. And that I was couldn't do that, that was better than having the party just happen. The party mm-hmm. they're paying for <laughs> from all the vendors that are involved in the party, they're now not going to have. Yeah, makes you wonder about that. That's crazy. What political something happened internally? Yeah, something, went, something crazy went down. Something went bad. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, is, you know, those, those contracts are there for protection for both people. You know, there are, there are things that the client can execute if, uh, if you don't hold up your end of the bargain and, you know, there's kind of, it's, there's a push and a pull there. So we want to make sure that we are living up to our side of the bargain as well. Um, now the, the next thing we've got coming up is, well, we don't know. That's another thing besides getting it in writing is that we have gotten a verbal confirmation that we are supposed to play an event, uh, this coming Wednesday, but we have not gotten any response from them about signing the contract. And, um, we're getting down to less than five days out and we're, there's a pretty good chance we're going to just release the date and not honor, you know, their request. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we, we have to make sure that, you know, I mean, for us, there's a lot of moving parts that have to line up in order for us to be able to do these kinds of things, childcare, and you know, sure. taking time off of work and all of that. And well, now, you know, this close, this close to that date, does releasing it do you any good? I mean, not particularly, other than just letting the client know, hey, you know, you had a window and that window is passed. Yeah, see, it seems to me like threatening to release the date is probably your move. But then, if that gets them off the dime, all right, fine, we're playing it. Right. But I just don't want them calling me on Monday, going, "Okay, no, we're for ready." Sure. Like, no, you gotta have, you gotta have like that date is you've you've lost that date by the end of the day today, or yeah, whatever. We'll probably make that known tomorrow, like end of business on Friday, right. just so we you right. know we can. Now, I, I mean, on my end, I've already asked off for the work, and I've already gotten the childcare, you know, hammered out. It's just more of the, it's just kind of annoying to not know what you're doing. Um, yeah. And this coming the this the following Friday is I'm sorry the following Saturday is is a wedding gig where we're doing that kind of pretending to be another band thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been having a hard time getting information from them and I finally got most of the picture today so I'm feeling a little bit better about that. Good. Um but yeah, you know, we we are about to enter you know this week where we're doing a lot of stuff outside of our comfort zone. Um a lot of songs we don't normally do. And um just doing the prep work for that and, you know, 
kind of keeping my anxiety mm. in check has been a bit of a of a challenge. Yeah. Um, just because the, it's just the, it's a lot of pressure. There's like they want us to do classic rock, southern rock, like mellow acoustic stuff, and um, you know some of the like the the Friday the, this coming Friday we're doing a karaoke gig which we have never done before. Yeah. Um, Are you putting out a list? Yeah. So the tentative plan is we we've already kind of put a list together and um, we've got I've got band helper I've got a karaoke playlist mm-hmm. or I guess smart list. Uh, where I've tagged them and ha- make sure that they all have the lyrics. And uh, we're going to use the iPad to do lyrics just on a music stand. I think that's the easiest way to do it, it is. based it on the setup. Is. It absolutely is. Um, and we'll put a list out and, you know, basically the my job and, you know, our other vocalist job is going to be kind of MC and, you know, kind of crutching these right. people you will need to shepherd them through sometimes for sure but the but i mean the other thing is that we still don't know if anybody's even going to do it yeah no you gotta so, be ready to sing yourself it's, you can't you're not gonna have dead air while you're waiting for people to come up right so I'm, I'm just curious how that's going to go and i hope that you know i hope the client's not disappointed but you know we we have <laughs> we've tried to communicate um you know hey this is an event full of uh high schoolers and um they they don't drink alcohol right. that I know of. I mean, some yeah. of them might. Yeah, They might have, you know, snuck a Mike's Hard lemonade in and split it between the three of them. Yeah, um, or something. Yeah. But um, I just don't know what exactly we're, what to expect. So lots of question marks. Um, tomorrow, the only question mark is the weather. Everything else is gravy. So... You um, know, it occurs to me, the other way you could do karaoke, I never really thought yeah. too hard about this. You could just make a set list and put it out and have people sign up to sing stuff that you're scheduled to play anyway. That is a way to do that. That would be interesting. Um, you need somebody to, as a song is winding down, you're hollering out for the next person and then you'd need some vamping as they get up there. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe worth experimenting with. Yeah. So let's see what else is going on. Um, we just released a video for our 80s Ladies Night at Venkman's, which is our next kind of like ticketed public event. Uh, I got another cameo, by the way. This one uh, from original MTV VJ Mark Goodman. Yeah. Who, if you guys don't know, is he's, he's still a, a radio DJ in New York. So he's like, he knows how to pull a tight 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> his promo is fantastic. Uh, so to say a little more about cameo for people who weren't around. So um, I had stumbled upon this site. It's basically, it's an app or a website, but the app is, I think, the better experience where you can hire um, celebrities of varying popularity to send <laughs> That's a you... a good way to put it. <laughs> well, I mean, there are, there are some... Oh, Charlie Sheen's on there, right? Charlie uh, Sheen's on there. Tommy Lee from Tommy Lee. Crew's on I mean, there. A lot, a lot, so there are some actual people who've been in actual things, and then there are a lot of, like, some guy who has a YouTube channel... Yeah, lots of like Instagram influencers yeah. and uh, um, professional hot people and that kind of right, thing. Right, right, You know, stuff, jobs that we don't have the option to, yeah, to, to un- have. It's unfair, really. So um, the last time we did this particular kind of event, we reached out to a one Debbie Gibson. And uh, she came back with a fantastic video that said exactly what we needed it to say and actually said some other stuff. Um and she is currently out on the road with New Kids on the Block doing the mixtape tour. Hmm. And we thought that we could po- uh, possibly uh, reach out to Tiffany, who is also on the app, 
um, to do the promo this time, and we did, and she did not respond. Um, because, again, it is kind of they, they have the option to do it or not do it. So in our case, uh, we, uh, you know, Mark was our, our, our fallback, and, you know, he did a great job. And so now we actually, in the promo video, we have both of them um, talking about it because the the way that I had scripted the first one, you can still use it. You could cut it off. Um, but I do have on video Mark Goodman, the original MTV VJ, saying that Members Only throws the best 80s party in Atlanta. It's very good. Which is not nothing. That's not nothing. That so, is something. And the best part is, is that I paid him to, to say it. So he he's, said that because I told him to. He's made a massive career in saying things he's paid to say. Yeah. So it's all good. Right. And, it, you know, depending on the level of the person, it can be um, quite affordable. Yeah. You know, um, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you can't buy this kind of publicity. Well, sometimes you can. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's some, uh, you know, YouTuber whose name is spelled in emoji. Yeah. Yeah. Or zeros and. It's whatever. Yeah. Can we go back to contracts for a second? Yes, please do. Um, um, I have used contracts for privates and weddings and things like that. Um, <laughs> privates. <laughs> really? Hey, man. I've, con- I've contracted something on my, my privates. It is my show. I can, I can do that kind of thing. <sighs> All right. Well, anyway, the point is that I've used it on my privates. Wait, I've... <laughs> Hey-o! Hey-o! So, um... Yeah, contracted something. Um, the point- inappropriate dialogue. Uh, oh no, it's the rap horn. Sorry. Yikes, yikes, anyway, yikes, yikes. okay. So the point is, I've used that, and then um, I was quoting one that's going to be in April of 2020, and I knew these people. These were um, they weren't at the time, but they were increasing. It was it was getting clear that we were going to be personal friends as well as playing their wedding. Yeah. Um, and I pulled out my contract, and it's just all full of whereases and force majeures and you know acts of God, and it's just it was it was it was more legal than I f- it didn't it just felt wrong. So what I did was I wrote a proposal. Okay. And what the proposal did was it captured the the outline of the agreement of the gig. So you know date, time, location, sort of the shape of the the event and what we were being asked to do for each piece of the event. And then, and then it did lay out a cancellation schedule okay. and, 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 you know, the ramifications for cancellation and whatnot. Um, but it didn't have all that, you know, in the event of rain delay, the client shall have the privilege of purchasing it. It didn't, didn't do any of that. Yeah. Um, and I felt comfortable giving that to them, and they liked that you know saw it and understood it and liked it and felt like it, it was everything they wanted. And I made them a great deal, so they were happy about that too. Um, the thing I want to say about that is the point of a contract. Why the, why have contracts at all? Well, well, the point is I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that was not a question. <laughs> I have opinion. Um, the point of having a contract is it's about managing risk. Yeah, and. In this case, and maybe other cases, but for sure this one, I felt like the relationship I had with them was worth less protection. Yeah. And, you know, you, you talked a minute ago, Adam, about um, sometimes people will negotiate the details of the contract. Sure. And 
just you want to be clear what you're trading off there is getting this gig versus usually in most cases increasing my risk. Yeah. And decreasing theirs. You know, probably they're negotiating for a shorter cancellation window or um, refundability of some portion or mm-hmm. um, I don't know. What other things that people try to negotiate? Um, we get a lot of uh, back and forth about our, our writer. Uh-huh. Sure. What we what what they provide, what they can provide. Um, for example, this event that we're doing um, uh, for the, the karaoke gig is for high schoolers. And so they said, uh, we will not be giving you alcohol right. in your in your writer. Fair. And I was like. You know, uh, my my admin was kind of like, oh, I don't like. It's like, dude, it's for it's for high school kids. Like, I <laughs> I totally get it. Think it'll be okay. And they've got a. It's like there's a rooftop bar, so we'll just if we want a beer, you know, go buy a beer. Can arrange. Know. Yeah. 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 Well, um, so the point is, I think in my big full full blown contract, I ask for a place to park and a place to change. I don't I don't specify that it needs to be stocked with anything in particular. Yeah. Well. I mean, even even those things can be challenging, and with contracts, sure. you know, yeah, because it's it's like bas- the clients like, oh, well, the venue will take care of it. And the venue's like, well, we didn't know about this until now, and yeah. you know, so we've definitely gotten the runaround about that on occasion. Right, right, right. The point is, you know, um, if if somebody wants to negotiate away your risk, right, we negotiate away their their risk and negotiate up yours. Nothing? No? Uh, I, I'm, I'm tracking. All right. Um, then uh, for me, increased risk should come with increased pay, shouldn't it? Yeah. I so, would say that's that's fair. You know, it's, it's totally possible to negotiate on all those points. I personally consider all of them negotiable um, right along with the fee. Sure. So don't feel like a contract locks you into anything. It's a, a contract. When you send a contract, that's the beginning of a conversation. Yeah. If it shuts down the conversation on the other side, you probably dodged a bullet, quite frankly. Yep. And um, so that's that's kind of my opinion about contracts for private parties and, and weddings and, and corporates. Now, um, do you do any kind of paperwork for like public club dates or bar gigs or anything like that? It it depends. Um, like the when we play at Bankman's, there's a general agreement that we're you know we we have mutually discussed and it i mean the, then you're dealing with things like you know percentage of the door and that kind of stuff so there, there's terms to a lot of those right but some of them it is just kind of transactional like you show up you play for this amount of time we we you know we cut you a check and that's that yeah um now like for example the the thing tomorrow is being run by a a, a third party so they're providing they're the agency that got us the show and they're providing half of the production we're providing the other half um and they're handling all of that information. So I don't have a contract. And I mean, for us, we, we use the contract as a way to make sure that, you know, everybody enters on the, you know, on a level playing field. Expectations are set. Right. So the contract is, is where you say, okay, we're playing two 75-minute sets and we get a guaranteed break and we get, you know, meals for our people. And if you want us to play longer, we absolutely will play longer, but it's going to cost this much money per head. Mm-hmm. Per hour, you know, it's it's more a matter of there being no surprises, so they can, you know, they can figure out what you know where the value is and what they want to add or take away, Um, and that's why, like, you know, the thing with the overtime with this last gig is, you know, they asked for something and they said, okay, well, this is outside of our scope, so if you would like this, it's going to cost you this Mm -hmm. much more. Mm -hmm. 
and they were perfectly fine with that. Um, you know, it, it, it just, I think it makes it easier to have that conversation than not having the conversation all and be like, Hey, we want you to play an extra hour. And then you go, well, I'd like to be, you know, we, we need to be paid for that time and they don't understand or they don't, you know, they're like, we'll give you a hundred bucks or whatever. Right. So. Right. Contracts are good. Contracts are good. Now, um, try and get one out of Jimmy who works nights down at the bar. Yeah. And that's not happening. And so um, what I do is I make sure that I've had some sort of interaction with Jimmy that's documented. And it might just, often it's just text or Facebook Messenger or something Yeah, text like or email, because at least it's in a tangible medium of yeah, expression. Yeah. The point it's not is, like, oh, well, I talked to so-and-so, and they said Exactly, this. exactly. And the, the, you know, so the point is, it, it, none of these things really protect you from surprises. They're just a thing you can pull up and point to when a surprise happens. Yes. So, um, so you want that. You know, doing, doing strictly verbal uh, agreements is um, not great. And when I, when I walk out of a place with one, I'll yep. usually text that person and just confirm. Here are the details as I got them. Please let me know that that's right for you. And they come back and they say, yep. And then pff, there you go. That's essentially, you know, as close to a contract as I'm going to get out of Jimmy. Yeah. And, uh, and good enough for me. You know, it tells me what time I got to be there and how much I'm going to get paid. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. You know, the um, I negotiated a raise uh, at two venues recently. Both mm-hmm. of which have been regulars we've been at for more than a year. And um, and in both cases, um, well, in one case, I just asked for it. And the, yeah. the, the booker's been there forever and loves us and said, let me go to the boss and came back and said, sure. The other one was a new booker, somebody who I've been trying to reach the woman that it was there for so long. And she was ghosting me and didn't hear anything back. And then, um, and then we had our last date together and some new person contacted me and said, Oh, sorry, I double booked that. And I was like, well, new person. <laughs> That's not starting off on the good. Yeah. Nice work. New person. I think I talked about this a few weeks ago on the, on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Um, and with her, you know, we, we got that squared away and I got some new dates on the books and she asked me how much has she been paying you? And I literally said, well, she's been paying 400, but I'm kind of looking to move us up market. Could you do five? And she said, sure. So again, you know, I'm glad to have those things documented by something other than, my memory um memory by the way is not a place to store anything <laughs> just like a little life tip there um and um but you know those exchanges now happened in a way that i could point to if anything happened but we played the other one the other night and by god there in our envelope was 500 bucks instead of four and it was uh that's all nice. good yeah yeah all good more money is usually better you know more more when it comes to money more is better than less but on the same note, and I think, you know, we've talked about this before, but I think it bears repeating, um, you know, there is a there is a cost-benefit analysis between how much money uh, you are making and how much responsibility you are shouldering. Well, that's and that true. tends to be, that's they true. tend You're to talking, kind of be the, related. The, the mo money, mo problems ratio. Yeah, or... Uh, problems wouldn't be the word that I would use. It would, you know, start with a B and end with, um, old shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're clicking the family friendly box on this one. Folks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we, it seems that the, the higher the fee, the more we are, the more is asked of us. Well, that's true. And you know, um, part of that is just the kind of events that 
charge more that you know you can mm-hmm. charge more at. I, I find you know a wedding has the just the stakes are a lot higher. Yeah, because um, it's, it's forever. At least it feels like forever in the moment. It will between setting up feels and like forever the, in the moment is a great song name. It is. It sounds like a song like Brian Adams would write. Yeah, or Peter Cetera, something like that. Um, it's. Um, you know, it's somebody's special day. It's a whole thing. And if you if your PA dies and you can't perform or something, just the stakes are really high for that. Much much more than a five hundred dollar bar gig. Yeah. You know, those guys will put on the jukebox and grumble and they'll be fine. Um, versus like you really got to have you know your bases covered for that sort for like a wedding. Somewhat less so for a corporate event, but not a lot less so. Private party maybe somewhat less so, but not a lot. You know, once you're yeah. into real money, it's like. The expectations are higher, and the professionalism standard is higher. Um, so there is all that now. Now, um, but it sounds like you're talking about some correlation that's not even quite that. I mean, it, it isn't. It isn't. It's just one of like a lot of times people, you know, not really in our group because I feel like our group is kind of an educated, you know, s- set of people who know the drill. But I think a lot of times we hear musicians go, "Oh, I can't break into this." realm and I can't do this and I can't do that but they're also the same guys who say well I won't play this and I won't do that <laughs> right oh yeah and so it's kind of no yeah yeah it's like no, a the, self-fulfilling prophecy the, the, the more you're paid the bigger a whore you are that's for sure sure so yeah if someone's gonna pay your band 10 grand and they want to hear Mustang Sally you go yes sir yes you ma'am what Mustang key would you Sally. like it in yeah I do well, it in C. you know would you like to do you know would you like a, a reggae beat? <laughs> you know? Here's a funny like an- story. Little aside. <sighs> Two tunes that we have actually done and do a lot are, and that nobody else does, one because of the story about it and the other because it's just a bonkers choice, are Mustang Sally yep. and Lime in the Coconut. <sighs> I know. I know. I know. I know. And they both are in C. We do both of them in C. And they both kind of open with a C7 riff that, you know, mm-hmm. C7, a G, C, C, you know, kind of a down to the five, da 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 da. And a few times I have started out doing Mustang Sally, but somewhere between my hands and the drummer and bassist's ears and what was going on in that room at the time, they started playing it in the feel of Lime in the Coconut. So mm. before long, we're doing this Mustang Sally that's uh, all sort of. It's got a bit, bit of a an Sweet, island backbeaty Caribbean something, and um, it's not, uh, it's not great. It's not great. Oh, that's Sally from the island. That's right, Mustang Sally man. Oh man, it's not ideal. We don't do either of those songs, and there's no, there's no shame in that game. Um, and this, this wedding thing we've got coming up, we're definitely like, I'm pulling. It's honestly, it, it's it's. It's more like a full band acoustic show of mine. Fun. So a lot of stuff like, you know, Credence and nice. you know, Elton John type All right. stuff. All right. um, I've gotten really into playing Your Song by Elton John. Uh-huh. I finally found like an arrangement that my hand that works for my hands. Good. Uh, for for a piano song, it, it actually does have pretty guitar friendly chords. Which is not always the case when you're playing Elton for sure. John tunes. For sure, no. It's got a weird. There's there's kind of like a. It's not really a pedal because the the actually the root note is the only thing that changes, but the chord voicing stays the same. So you basically you're walking from uh, 
B to A to G sharp with your root note while you kind of keep that like that B minor chord form. Hmm. Um, that's the only kind of weird part about it. And I, 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 you know, I, I basically play a lot of that with my thumb kind of for Shanti sure. style. Yeah, Cause yeah. it makes more sense that yeah, way. Wrapped over the back. Yep. 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 I love but that. it's a fun song and people really like it. The only song that I do that in, uh, regularly that I'm thinking about is the, uh, the G in purple rain. Mm. It's the only chord I do that on that, you know, I have the chance to do that on. I, I do love it's that. Like a, I do love that move. Like the, wrap it around the bottom yeah. of the guitar like that. So, like you're, so it's like from, from pinky to thumb, basically, uh-huh. as you're walking down? Yep. 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 Oh, hey, here's the thing. Um, I, for the first time in years, years, figured out the chord pattern of a song by ear. Yeah? First time Which in song years. was it? Years. Oh, it's okay. So there's this artist... I'm really glad you asked me that because I've been evangelizing this woman every chance I get. Um, New Orleans songwriter named Carsey Blanton, C-A-R-S-I-E-B-L-A-N-T-O-N. Mm-hmm. She is just amazing. She's, uh, I saw her at um, Cat's Cradle in Chapel Hill uh, three, three weeks ago. Something I've, I've known of her for a couple of years and sort of been following her. But, um, man, she is like adorable and ferocious and honest and horny and clever and uh, she's just she's you gotta you gotta check out Carsey Blanton she's amazing um and she does a song called Hot Night and um I she's it's, it, I found a version of it on um one of those chord websites and yep. uh listened to it while looking at it and it was just patently wrong I could tell by yeah, looking just it totally just, wrong couldn't be more wrong um, so, you know, I cracked it open and got my guitar out and, and within half of the first verse I had it. And it, it's just, it, 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 it triggered some synapses that I haven't had to use in a while about, you mm-hmm. know, listening and hearing the shapes and, um, cause you know, I looked at the chord pattern that was written and it was just not making the moves that she was making on guitar. It just wasn't doing that. And it was yeah. obvious. And, um, so, uh. And it wasn't complicated. It was just a matter of hearing it and doing it. And uh, But I hadn't done that in quite a while. I've, I've relied on at least starting with internet-provided charts. Yeah. Often they're not right and you need a little fine-tuning. But um, but I've never started from nothing. I mean, it's been years since I started from nothing. So, uh, so it was good. It was a good exercise. I recommend it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, I do that a lot of times when – it's mostly the church stuff. And it's I, I, funny. I saw that you were like, I just, I was blown away that so many guys play in churches. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. You know, I, most of the time I have to learn those by ear because they're, you know, depending on who releases them or how new they are, you know, it hasn't made its way to YouTube yet. Or, you know, in, in a lot of cases you're playing it in a different key. So the chord voicings that you might see on a tutorial don't work. Right. And capoing isn't an option, and so there's all that kind of stuff. So you do learn kind of to adapt chord shapes and voicings and that kind of stuff. And and I usually do uh, do that exercise by ear most of the time. Good, good. Well, I should do more. But yeah, I I, I, um, I I realized how much I've atrophied at that by uh, just relying on what comes off the internet. Well, and it's also interesting, you know, talking about kind of adapting and learning how to do things a different way. Um, you know, we now have jobs that we can't always bring 
a guitar too, <laughs> which true. in my case apparently isn't true because I've been carrying a guitar with me to work, you know, for a while. Um, but I have found that if I can think about, like, I can listen to a song and, and practice it, quote unquote, in my head. Where like you're listening to a song and in your head you're like, okay, this is the B chord and mm-hmm. then it switches to this. And, and, and listening to it critically while concentrating on the chord forms, I have actually found has been beneficial mm-hmm. to playing them. Totally. So it, it, there, there are many different ways to, uh, to skin that cat practice-wise. Um, I feel like I'll be playing a lot of guitar this week. Good. Because um, we, like I said, there's, just, there's a lot to do, a lot to prep. Yeah. Good. So um, another thing about tomorrow, we are uh, we're going to try doing using Band Helper for playback. Cool. This will be a first. Cool. And are you um, you're wired to the board? Yeah, we'll be wired. I'm not I'm not quite brave as brave as you are. Know what? It has been rock solid. I've been using just so for anyone who missed it, I've been using AirPlay to come out of an iPad into an Airport Express Apple Wi-Fi router. Uh, and out of yeah, that, AirPlay is a proprietary um, function of uh, the Apple ecosystem. Right. Just throwing that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it's been rock solid. I've had no, I've had no dropouts. I've had no glitches. Nothing. Yeah, I um, I, I ran the the tracks as a trial run at work today, just making sure that everything started and stopped the way it was supposed to. I have found a couple of things, um, mostly with uh, enabling or disabling cord. Uh, Cord bracketing that uh-huh. has caused the application to lock up or not be responsive. So, oh. um, I'm only using the the big set list layout. Right. Uh, that seems to do the trick, and the playback seems pretty solid. I made myself a custom layout um, that has the big audio player. It's got a scrub bar and everything at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I need that. the The default one has you know the little speaker icon that then shows you a countdown of time on it. Yep. Um, and that might be plenty. I don't know. It's what we're going to try this time. Cool. And I think it should be easy to start and stop. And it's definitely much faster um, than our, our, play, our current playback, but we're going to, we're going to take it with us and have it set up just in case we need it. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Better safe than Safari. Yeah. Sephora. Sephora. Better safe than. Better safe than Sephora. Better safe than Snuffleupagus. I don't know. Do you see that, um, speaking of Safari, and mm-hmm. you've reminded me of brow- web browsers on the Mac, the Edge browser is now available for the Mac. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know why that is. Yeah. It's like, hey, we haven't done anything great for this platform. Why don't, yeah. you, why don't you let us see where you, uh, you go on the internet? I remember um, when I had Internet Explorer 3, I think, on my Mac. Yeah. Something. Anyway. It's neither here nor there. It's nowhere. I have some, um, I'm not going to say, I have some things I'm not going to (laughs) say. Yes. He called me earlier to tell me that he's not going to bring something up that I had no intention of talking about. I'm still not going to bring it up, but I have, he's not going to, he's not some pretty, um, uh, big news that I will talk, be able to talk about next week. Yeah. And it, um, it will be a good conversation to have because there, um, yeah, I think we could do an entire conversation around that because with, um, the promo stuff that we're doing and, and what you are referencing. Um, yeah, it'd be a good marketing conversation to have. I think so. So um, last thing that I can think of is I bought another piece of gear. I'm, I've, I've had a little money laying around because I've been gigging so much. That nice. I, and you're I bought, not paying on Sweetwater anymore, so... Nope. No, I'm just paying for everything else. Right. Um, the 
house renovations are in full tilt. Um, we start our bathroom reno on Monday, I believe. Nice. So um, it's going to be a couple more weeks of chaos in the house, and then we'll be <laughs> back to whatever normal is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I ended up getting an XR16 off of, uh, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Facebook or Craigslist. It was one of the two. I think it was yeah. Facebook. XR16 um, is a Behringer. Um, yes, the Behringer X Air. Yeah. Yeah, which is the kind of entry level uh wireless mixer setup that they have. Um you know, I was looking at what we were needing it for and the, honestly the main reason why I wanted to get one was to have just a um a stay at home rehearsal rig. It's a pretty good choice. So that's primarily what it will be for, but um this wedding thing that we're doing, uh we're actually through the uh, Atlanta party bands label um, renting out our main rig. So that's the other bonus of that is that I'm, you know, we're doing this wedding and I'm getting paid production fees for the other one. So, and uh, but you, in exchange, you out, does your admin go? Yeah. In this case, he was, he was going to, this was outside of our purview. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm doing a thing outside of APB. What do you got going on? And he's like, well, I'm doing some, uh, something outside of APB is like, okay. So basically the drill is, um, he sets the price for whatever he wants to make. And then I take a flat fee for oh. owning the equipment. That's pretty good. So he, you know, he's like, if I want to make, you know, 300 bucks for this job, then I'm going to take whatever I'm asking for. And then adding 300 to that. And mm-hmm. that's the price. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's passive income to a degree other than the fact that I'm working while he's working it, but it is, uh, it, it could potentially be lucrative for us. And that is kind of big picture. What we want to do is build up a couple of rigs and be able to lend, you know, rent them out and maybe send a, an engineer and make a little moolah on the yeah, side. Cause you've got no way to gig if your rig is out across the city. Well, yeah. Um, so we're, we're actually going to try using the IP 1000s. We're going to use a pair of them to do this wedding, hoping that cool. it shouldn't be too. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think we'll be plenty loud. Um, for what they're looking for. Have you gotten those? Have you played with them yet? Yeah. So I did a wedding with them last week. I did an acoustic deal uh-huh. and, um, I, I'm a little, uh, you know, it was my first run out and I think I wasn't pushing a, a hot enough signal into the, um, into the front end. Cause I had those things dimed as far as output goes, but it wasn't really pushing a lot of air. Hmm. So I think my, my setup might need a little bit of tweaking. Um, yeah, I'm trying and, to figure uh, that the out. other thing is they 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 feel very different from a point source speaker. They mm-hmm. they fill space in a way that doesn't um, press at you in the same yeah. way. So pushing air is a good way of saying what they don't do, even at full mm-hmm. shout. Um, be interested to see a couple more gigs under your belt. What you think of them? Yeah, I was asking somebody about that, and, I, and you know, I was looking at the levels, and I wasn't really pushing it on the front end, and that's what I was concerned with because I had the output turned all the way up. Yeah, and it was it, w- it was enough to do what I needed it to do, but it was kind of it just gave me pause in the moment, like you know, what is this going to look like? And I think, like I said, I think it's got more to do with um, the signal coming into it than the signal going out of it. Sure. And apparently, those have the the protection circuit built in, and it's pretty. You, you you know when you screwed up. Oh yeah, so yeah, and I've never gotten there with the IP two thousands. I've yeah. never I've never triggered that. Good. Well, I'm hoping that's the case. You know, 
uh, we're trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out the whole monitoring situation, uh, w- whether we just put them behind us and that be our monitor, mm-hmm. or if I want to get a, a headphone amp and run in ears that way. I, I haven't decided. Yeah, I've got a couple days to figure it out. There you go. So I have faith in you. Yeah, I. I it's one of those things. I just I need to be okay with like. Yeah, you don't have all the answers, and you are going to have to figure it out in the moment. You're just you, that's just what you're going to do. Yep. And it's not like you're not going to do it. You are going to do it. You're going to figure it out. Totally. No, you have. It's you just have being years okay with the uncertainty. Yeah, you have years of experience navigating that uncertainty, coming to a solution that works. So and you trust being yourself. musically competent enough to do the job that's been you know exactly th- thrown in front of you. Exactly. Now I got to the um, <sighs> trivia thing. Last night. Yep. Unpacked, everything up, almost get ready to go. And what do I not have but my bag of hand percussion instruments ah. that are what teams use to ring in when they've got the right answer. And it's across gotcha. town in my storage unit that I use as a practice space. It's 20 minutes one way. Hmm. Fortunately, I've gotten there because I am a maniac about this um, with enough time to get across town and back and then have a beer. Ah. So let the lesson be, be an early maniac like me. <laughs> I think that's a good one to end on. Yeah, I think so too. Well, uh, once again, wanted to thank all of our new listeners. Um, numbers are up again. We're up about 100 from maybe the last two weeks. Yep. And um, we still have new people joining every day, and we are uh, we are so grateful. Yep, and new and downloads been... on the new downloads on the podcast too. You yep. know, the, there's not really necessarily a correlation between the Facebook group and the podcast, except that we're all sort of talking about it. But, yeah, but both are climbing, so it's just really awesome to see. Yeah, and you know, it's been kind of it's been kind of fun watching um, the the new people kind of go through the journey yeah. that um, we've gone through. Yeah. Um, because for us, it, it doesn't really feel like anything, but like, man, the last year has been quite a, th- a thing. And for people to, um, kind of keep up with the personal component of the podcast, um, I'm sure it can be, you know, well, we had, we had one of our, our listeners reach out today is like, Hey, I just listened to episode 19 yeah. and I, you know, I was okay. <laughs> like, well, we're on like 52 and we're yeah. still here. So keep, keep the faith. Yes, I do appreciate that. Yeah, that was we, that was gonna, the episode that was um, uh, pretty raw. That episode, uh, it's just me. It was the coming clear one. That having was the, sort of a yeah, having a moment about my um, lack of everything at that, at that time. Yes, things are much better. Thank you for checking on me. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, just you know, yeah. sometimes I mean, I'm laughing, but I'm actually you serious. have an existential I, crisis. And you do it on you a know, podcast. And it's on a podcast. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm laughing as I say that, but it's actually really, um, it is an expression of uh, what seems to be emerging in this community, which is uh, a very much more personal and connected and, um, um, you know, intimate um, support structure for each other. And I, I, just, I just really love that. I really love that. I think my, my, my wife knows something about intimate support structures. You know, I think she does. I think that's what they call those things. Intimate support. I can't even. I don't. Yeah, that was a broad. It was a broad joke, you guys. Oh, oh. An intimate support structure. Intimate support structure. Have you seen those? There's. I. I don't know who the artist is, but there's like a. They've been going around. It's like these aliens doing like mundane human oh, things. Oh, I love it so much. 
I love it so much. I can't. I don't. I don't have the guy's name off the top of my head, but I love them so much. Yes. Yeah. No, they're really yes. funny, and I just yes. that that's the intimate support intimate structure. Support just structure seemed like something that the aliens would say. I concur. But no, it has been cool because um, what we have kind of stumbled upon is is a group of guys who I think we've we've been talking to them all along. We they just didn't know it. Right. Um, people who were like, "Hey, you know." I want to do something. I see what everybody else is doing and it seems to be working for them, but like there's got to be more to this than what I'm seeing. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, I mean, that's the reason why we, we started this in the first place was because we were like, there's got to be more to it than this. And that's, you know, we had referenced that earlier that, you know, guys who complain about not being able to get into the, you know, into this realm of higher pay, private events and that kind of stuff are also the people who aren't willing to, you know, acknowledge that they're, we're in the customer service industry. Yep. You know, we are, we are, um, at best, uh, customer service representatives. And at worst, we're just beer retention specialists. Temporarily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay because we still get to do what we want to do. Yep. And make a little money. And, um, you know, Get the adulation and acceptance that we so desperately need. We do the, the the approval of random strangers. Of strangers, yeah. In exchange for money, that doesn't sound problematic. No, no, that sounds healthy. Yeah. No, that's we're fine. All, that's all fine. That's all fine yeah, and normal. We're that's, fi- it's that's, fine. It's fine and normal. It's good. It's fine. We're fine. You guys are fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, uh, man, we got a, a busy weekend ahead of us, and I hope that you have a busy weekend ahead of you as well. Uh, good luck out there in the uh, in the clubs and the country clubs and the basements and the ballrooms and all of those places, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 50-something, because 51. Dan 51. wrote 51. it down. 51. 51. 51. I know what I'm doing. You do. Have a great day.